Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 263. And we have a brand shiny new you, guest. What did I just say 60 seconds ago? Did you not say 63? No, 61. See, this is how it happens. This is literally <laughs> how it happens. It doesn't even write it down. I can't have a pen, Andy. Go on. Will they start that? Will they do that again? No, I'm keeping that in. <laughs> Because nobody would believe it. <laughs> Guess I'm developing this calculator. We have a brand shiny new guest here. Hello. Yes. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing pretty well. Introduce yourself. Hi, this is Andrew Wonders. Glad to be with you guys today. Fantastic. Yep, thankfully we got somebody to respond to our low-level pleas for guests beyond good old Bradley. <laughs> I hadn't even heard that on the last episode. I just figured that if I was going to get in an SG-1 episode, I'd better do it soon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Only a handful left now. Indeed. Right, tonight's episode is going to be Bad Guys, episode 16 of the final season of SG-1. Mixed reviews from this episode, and I've been looking at a few of the comments over on Gay Ward and other sites. Seems to be a bit hit and miss, but reasonable fun if you take it as such. Indeed. It doesn't seem to be a uh, cast and crew favourite, either. No, unfortunately, there wasn't a commentary either. No. Couldn't even get anybody to do a commentary track for it. I did see in Gate World, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, that Michael Shanks was really displeased with the editing and how it made his performance look. Yeah. Oh and Joseph Pelosi actually pointed out the glaring error in this episode, and really the whole series, is that everybody in the galaxy speaks English. They write in completely different languages, but they all speak English. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bane of every science fiction series, movie, book. You've got to figure out how you can make human interaction work with a galaxy-wide community of people that all speak different languages. Babel fishers, translators, universal translators, which, when you think about it, it's just as tough. You still can't figure out how they work. Right. Because their lips are still speaking in English. Yeah. Tim McGuffin. Yeah. You just go with it. If you can't get over that, then you just don't watch science fiction at all. Right. Suspension of disbelief. <laughs> yeah. Easier since I started living alone. When I lived in Dublin with a very cynical guy in his late 50s, it was hard to suspend my disbelief with him hanging off, <laughs> occasionally sticking his head out from behind the newspaper, sort of going, why are you watching this? You know, some people, it's just not their thing. When uh, Ghostbusters 2, the guy who played Vigo the Carpathian, they actually had Max von Sydow dub in all of the lines because the actor had such a thick German accent. Which he was probably hired for. Then after the fact, probably a producer or a suit high up said, you know, I can't understand this. This episode is not the greatest episode of Stargate, but it's kind of in that range of, what, three or four episodes, kind of bumpering in between the last bit of Ori. So it's kind of a fun Vala episode, I think. Any episode with Vala is fun. <laughs> this is true. If it wasn't for Vala, you could probably see the story being done in a much earlier season. Oh, yeah. It's very much kind of like a first or second season episode before they started doing big arcs. It's more of a bottle show. I have recently been playing War of the Rings 2nd Edition. 
which is mind-bogglingly complicated. What type of game is it? Tabletop war game. Okay. The Fellowship have five races, each with three unit subtypes. Shadow Forces have three races with the same three unit subtypes. There's a set of dice for each player. Depending on which face of the dice comes up, you can take actions with it. There's also the standard six-sided combat dice, and there's four different victory facts that you have to keep an eye of. And in addition, you have three or nine special characters, at least two or three of which have different powers, depending if they've switched from, say, Aragon from Strider and Gandalf the White from Gandalf the Grey. And also all the cards that you can play have a different effect if you're, if you're in a combat or not. Oh my god. See, this is why I miss those, you know, the little pewter miniatures that used to be standing. That actually kills me. And it looks like the main character pieces are pewter because of that color. But when you take them out of the box, they're actually plastic. Uh, Which I think is a cheat. You don't make them pewter colored if you're not going to make them of pewter. Right. Yeah. See, Mike, I can go on at length about other subjects that aren't related to the podcast anyway. I know that. <laughs> We're all aware of that. <laughs> well, your awareness of it is probably related to how much Mike decides to leave in. Yeah, I just listened to the Shroud episode yesterday on my way to work. That's one. <laughs> what do you mean, that's one? I've listened to all of the rest. No, I mean one listener, not oh, one yes. <laughs> We have confirmed that we have at least 12 listeners based on the guests we had. Have you ever experienced uncontrollable bouts of geekdom? If so, the Anomaly Podcast may be right for you. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Highly recommend the Anomaly podcast. Jen and Angela do a fantastic job, and Casey and Sue spice things up a bit in the Anomaly supplemental. I must finish season one of Sports Night. What is that? It's what Aaron Sorkin did after the West Wing. Oh, okay. Joshua Molina in that also. Guy with the glasses. Distinctive voice. He's one of the guest stars in Bad Guys. That's what we're doing today. Oh. But he's he's been in like almost everything Aaron Sorkin's done. I would say, Alan wouldn't know that. He refuses to actually do any research prior to a podcast. Of course, yes. Don't give me that nonsense about spontaneity either. <laughs> okay, Andrew. As the guest, you have the language of choice for Countdown. It's too Swedish. You are. Someone, nobody's ever requested Swedish before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, before we start, as per usual, we're running the video off the Region 2 DVD version. We assume Andrew, of course, has already got his Region one DVD box sets on the shelf. Indeed. <laughs> Which is healer in Swedish. What's that? Shelf. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I had an exam on Thursday. <laughs> Word of the day. Shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, bookshelf is book healer. Scott, book healer. <laughs> oh, God. In fairness, no, his acting's not that wooden. <laughs> I'm assuming you'll feed me that line for that reason. No, but it works. Fair enough. Okay, then. I'm ready to go. Right, three, two, et, clicky. Previously on Stargate SG-1. Boom. Big boom. No boom today. This is a clip from Memento Mori, of course, Athena. Athena, 
secret goddess of war, Itesh double-crossed her when they partnered up to search for the Clava Thesaura Infinitus. Yeah, it doesn't look quite so good in the illustration. Mm -hmm. Hidden away by the ancients prior to their ascension. Oh yes, there's always a vast old house of treasures. Keeps the plot going. And? Keeps Valor interested. Oh yeah, her eyes light up any mention of treasure or wealth or booty. Well, light up in a good way, not a good way. True. I thought you believed the Clavathosaur Infinitus to be a hoax, Daniel Jackson. I did, yes, but the research Athena did is actually quite compelling. Why is Daniel the only one with a folder? Why is Daniel the only one that looks like he spent a couple of hours in a tanning booth? <laughs> or spray-on by the looks mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, for people who spend all their time inside of a mountain, they're remarkably tan. Yeah. But they go off-world a lot. Yeah, strange planets with an exotic spectra of suns. So now I'm just picturing the SG-1 team, like, lounging around in bathing suits. Getting a tan on an alien planet. Amanda lounging around in a bathing suit. Or Claudia. Yeah, I, I really do not want to picture Michael Judge in a bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Judge? Oh, God, I keep making that mistake. Again, yeah. Now, that looks a very basic set. Mm -hmm. There is not a lot of work done in there. No. Which is explained, but at this point you're thinking, well, set dressing had an off day. You know, I hate to say it, but it is probably the most uninspiring set Stargate have ever had. There is nothing outstanding about it. Give Ansel Adams their hand. Ansel Adams? Yes, don't worry, I had to look it up, but they explain it. Well, I'm sure that's a very witty popular culture reference, but I... He's a photographer best known for his black and white images of California's Yosemite Valley. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Good one. Huh? <laughs> she tried. Now, doesn't this look like the same set from Bounty, the high school, with a few additions? Looks like they've just redressed it. Yeah, seriously, it looks like a high school. <laughs> yeah. It probably is. Probably not the high school. I think they, it was an actual high school they rented out. We're still kids on the premises. I was listening to a commentary on one of the early Buffy episodes, and Josh said they only actually had those two holes. <laughs> Actually, you keep seeing the same shots. All they really had was like this hall set and then the library set. We're in a museum. Something's bothering Tilt. What is it? Aliens ate his pop. Tell me to. Yeah. Tilk is hearing music. Do you hear music? No. Yes. The music was taken from the season nine episode, Collateral Damage. Going to be a Joel Goldsmith creation, like virtually everything on Stargate SG One. He did just such great music for the series. Yep. Pack it up. What? I'm pulling the plug. But we haven't even got started yet. It's not a tool. It's a museum. Well, that would explain why the hieroglyphs are all jumbled. <laughs> you can't trust anybody with hieroglyphs. <laughs> of course, they also pointed out a little error with the DHD that it's got the Earth symbol on its primary location, which would indicate it's the link to the Earth Gate. Of course, if this was a real DHD, you might question that, but since, as we come to learn, it's a fake, a mock-up, then let it pass. Cut that out. What's the harm? We're already here. We can go and just not tell them we're alien. It's not going to happen. That wasn't a good one. Clear out. Yeah, it's not working. They say later that they reconstructed it from diagram, so kind of makes you wonder if they somehow got a hold of a diagram of the Earth DHD. Yeah, exactly.
Okay, that's not good. Oh dear. <laughs> that's it. Working in a museum, like, that's really shoddy exhibit construction. <laughs> yeah, relying on gravity to keep everything fit. Right. Oh. No ropes around it to stop people bumping into it or touching it. Right. Okay then. Bad Guys, Season 10, Episode 16 of Stargate SG-1, Gatecast Episode 261. This episode was directed by Peter DeLuise, from a story by Ben Browder and Martin Garrow. Martin went on to do the teleplay for the episode. It had its world premiere in the UK February 13th, 2007. Canadians got it May the 17th, the Americans May the 18th. In Germany, it was broadcast September the 19th, Sweden November the 22nd, and in Japan, February the 3rd, 2008. I could only find one show with an episode of the same name, Counter-Strike. To make up for that, in France, this episode was called Hostage Taking. In Italy, The Rebels. Spain, The Bad Ones. Germany, The Hostage Taking. And the Czech Republic, simply Villains. If they found a gate, they most likely found a DHD, huh? We didn't. Well, they knew enough to build a pretty convincing replica, so they must have one lying around here somewhere, no? There you go, Joshua Molina. If indeed they did possess an authentic DHD, would they not display it near the authentic gate? You'd think so. <laughs> we're stuck. No, we're not. Hmm. <laughs> well, this has happened before. General Landry will dial in, at which point we'll ask him to send an aqua generator and a laptop with the dialing program, and that's that. We knew that. I, I, I thought that when I said that we're stuck, that you would know that I meant until then. Well, then you should say what you mean. I don't think you want me to start doing that. I don't think you want to start thinking what I think. Yeah. You thought by now, we saw that Dr. Lee's little laser gun, it had a little knack with a generator on it. Yeah. Jolly, they're small enough now to be portable. Just carry one in your backpack. I would think that the that powering up the gate might require a little larger. Next check-in is in just under six hours. Good. Muscles, that means we have time to go to the party. <laughs> <laughs> You're hardly dressed for a party, Bella. Yeah. Right, so all they have to do is... Hide. People on this planet will never even know we were here. <laughs> what have you got in your backpack? A change of, probably has got a change of clothes. Knowing Valerie, yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> They're oblivious. Very sisterly. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously not. <laughs> Get the cameras out. Oh. Hi. There's nothing to be alarmed about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we speak the same language. <laughs> Dear me. You really think he'd cover up that symbol? Hasn't Cameron watched sci-fi? Anytime somebody says there's nothing to worry about, people freak out. <laughs> ah, Peter. Okay, woman. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, this isn't good. Nope. They're not dressed for the party either. No, there's a dress code. Ah, Joshua. <laughs> Not aliens, rebels. Whoa! This is a museum, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Precious antiquities. Plus, why does the gun sound like it's farting? It is an odd kind of... Is it, like, really low caliber? It's a genuine gun. According to Wiki, it's a Scorpion VZ-61, an M84 variant. I suppose, an equivalent of a an Uzi. Oh, again, yet again, first contact situation, and nobody brought a Zat. <laughs> That's where the person of interest got it from. Right. Or at least not using one. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, they do have a Zad with them, but... Drop the weapon and kick it over. Surprisingly, there isn't as much damage as you'd think there would be. 
I'm not gonna ask twice. The hero. Okay, boys, now what? We're only a few minutes in, but as first contact scenarios goes, this is a total disaster. And it's gonna get a lot worse. Get on the ground. That goes for everybody. Yep, even you in the fancy suit. On your knees. You two under the table! Stop screaming already and get out here! <laughs> Still screaming. Good God. Not good. No. Alright. Now, we're not gonna hurt anyone. But I need you to stay calm, quiet, and on the ground until we figure this out. What the hell happened? <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Might have been easier to just pose as party guests. They thought we were rebels. What does that mean? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to ask a lot of questions. Why are all the outer doors sealed up? One of their guys shot that case. It must have triggered a lockdown. And for the moment, it would be good if it stayed that way. Wonderful. That's just very it. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Probably right as well. <laughs> rebels. Rebels to what? <laughs> Rebels without a clue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that you want. No offense, buddy, but you're not. Well, the Viceroy and all the other Chancellors were able to escape. I'm all that's left. Atias is played by Sean Allen. He's been in Witches of East End, Human Target, X-Files and Highlander. Unfortunately for Valor, everything seems to be a little bit too big to shove in a backpack. Yeah. But harming innocent civilians will get you nowhere. Ah. Uh, Oh, that's not good. I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but we're not rebels. Uh, we're explorers. What? You see, we're from another planet. Actually, a, a whole other star system, really. Wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Another planet. You see, you have a, a large ring back there in an exhibit. It's, it's called a, a Stargate. And we all dress very differently. Have you ever seen rebels dress like this? You don't want to make your demands to me. Huh? <laughs> you do? No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for God's sake. Full of himself, isn't he? You think I'm too low level? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have you know I'm the highest ranking official here. <laughs> You'd probably take pride in that. You can get back down on the ground. Hello? We have a senior negotiator on his way. I'd just like to let you know we're going to do everything in our power to get you what you need. We don't need anything. These guys mean business. You get the feeling that this is a kind of a very military-heavy society because they're on board, aren't they? They're there very quickly. This is Lords Malay, played by Richard Zeman. He played a Wraith commander in the Atlantis episode The Queen. <laughs> also been in Sanctuary, Human Target, Tech War and Dead Zone. If we let those people go, they're going to come in here and kill us. The lady's making a lot of sense. You're not going to see Cam saying that very often about Valor. <laughs> As Andrew mentioned, you've seen Michael, no, I say Michael, Daniel, mm -hmm. reacting a bit unusual for him, and obviously totally flies off the handle in five, ten minutes. And you just wonder how much of this episode, the 22 minutes that were cut, would explain this yeah. better. Right. Well, Michael even said that there was a scene in there that made that make more sense, Oops. but it ended up on the editing floor. It's rare, though, for SG-1 often does overrun. You know, the commentary tracks normally always mention that. Yeah. 22 minutes is a lot of time for a 42-minute episode. That's a lot. Especially for someone that's experienced as Peter. 
it is not a particularly complex story arc. So. No. I can't free them quite yet. This is some kind of mistake. I suggest you release them now. Listen, one of your people has been seriously injured. I suggest you send in medical personnel to take him out of here. We've sealed off the museum. How do you expect us to get in? Huh. Couldn't you override the locks on it? Apparently yes. not. Come on. <laughs> Somehow I don't think they. Best. I don't think they've put enough bars out to get that stretcher out sideways. We managed to stop the bleeding, but you should get him to a facility as soon as possible. Oh. Hello. Let him go. No, that's because they weren't planning to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not well thought out. And SG One surely have seen enough. American crime procedurals to know how hostage taking goes. Sneak somebody in as a medic. Their version of a that. Jackson? He's okay. Are you people out of your minds or are you just plain stupid? Oh, hello. His bot is on hand. This is no way to gain our trust. My name is Quartus. I've taken command of this operation. Quartus, Ron Canada, American actor. Who, on his off time, does a body double for James L. Jones. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they've gone for similar roles, no. He's been in The Strain, Boston Legal, West Wing, Deep Space Nine, also been in Grimm. He's meeting your demands and freeing the hostages. See, that's funny, that's what the last guy said. Mm-hmm. It was the next generation also. Yeah. Yeah, they all say that. But if any of the hostages die... Just don't try any more stupid stunts. We don't want to hurt anyone. Yeah, the first casualty was just one of those things. If that changes, you should know that there's no escape. We have you completely surrounded. <laughs> Unless we're aliens with an alternate means of travel. Hey, Mitchell. <laughs> wakey, wakey. <laughs> Sleeping on the job. Uh-huh. You okay? Zap to you. Oh, I got that. Thank you. What did I miss? Well, the real negotiator got here. He wants to know what our demands are. Mm, any ideas? A jet to Algeria? How about a real DHD? No, we need these demands to make sense. I mean, something these rebels would actually say. Excuse me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you really come through the ring? Yes, we did. I think at this point, if Daniel wakes up not dead, he's pretty pleased. <laughs> yeah, not again. Well, there's stuff weapons in that case, aren't there? Mm. Your demands. If you want to pose as the rebels, the first thing they usually do in situations like this is ask for the freeing of their imprisoned compatriots. Don't talk to them. No, it's okay. All the other hostages are thinking, traitor. What's your name? <laughs> Stooge. Really? Cicero. <laughs> Classic name. What's wrong with that? Oh, come on. Oh, I've tried. I've suspected as much for years. I've published dozens of papers, written a book. No one listens. My colleagues think I'm a bit of a joke. <laughs> Very Daniel-like, isn't it? Nobody read it. <laughs> He's very him-like. I've never seen him play anything other than the geek. Yeah, Joshua Molina, as we mentioned. American actor. He's been in Scandal and The West Wing. Sports Night as well. Also made little guest appearances in CSI and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, boy. You don't know what you've let yourself into. <laughs> Stand up. Sister Rose on the spot now. Open his big mouth. I need you to take us... To your lab. Of course. Wait a second, I'm going to need a primer on these rebels first. And after they're freed, we'd like the Viceroy to call a referendum on dissolving his government. And finally, we want to make a public statement on the 
Gaynord transmitters to address the people of this proud nation. <laughs> I have a feeling Daniel's reading off a napkin. <laughs> yeah, something like that. There were many references. Well, one direct reference of Die Hard, but this whole episode just rings of it. The Viceroy would rather sacrifice the hostages before bowing to such demands. Remind me to thank Cicero for his wonderful intel. What about freeing the imprisoned rebels? That's a spirit. And the security guard we're going to encounter, I think everybody has met at least one guy like that. The peon with delusions of heroic grandeur. Yeah. So delusional, he doesn't realize how bad he is at his own job. Right. Unless you get cute, in which case there's going to be killing and whatnot. <laughs> Guilt face. <laughs> killing and whatnot? And he's probably thinking, I should have been off duty tonight. I could have gone to the opera with the missus, but no. An auxiliary channel. I don't know why they didn't have Guilt dealing with this guy. You would have thought so. He, Tilk, after all, is a leader of his own people. He can handle this easily. Night guard. Second class. And you're inside the museum right now. Well, he has two names. How many negotiations has he I've been involved? I've got a teeny tiny gun. I like the lamp. Makes a change from braziers. I was doing my rounds. By the time I got on the scene, the fight was over. There was nothing I could do, sir. You were asleep, weren't you? <laughs> he probably was. His feet up in the security room. Always wanted to serve on the council's guard, sir. He's got four shots and that's it. Yep. Was he dying? <laughs> <laughs> Already quarters and thinking, oh my god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, we've got the schematics, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stay out of the way. On the inside, I can be your ears, your eyes. You know what would be the most helpful? Yeah, you shut up. Standing by for your orders. <laughs> Sir. Find a safe place. Stay there and wait until this whole thing is over. What are you going to do? That's not your concern, guardsman. Our plan just doesn't involve you. Don't get in the way. Very well. J.M. Saran is played by Alistair Abel, a Canadian actor. He was also in the SG1 episode Avalon. He's been in Rogue, Motive, Endgame, Smallville in the 4400, and has done a lot of voice work for animated features. Our radios must be compromised. He stopped whispering. He doesn't want me to stand down. He just needs it to look like I'm standing down. He's like, just stay out of the way. <laughs> so he's thinking now, that's it. Everything he says means the opposite. That delusion. <laughs> I'm going to save the day. He has delusions of adequacy. They think we're some kind of radical religious sect. That's right. The rebels are growing stronger every day. Unfortunately, you couldn't have picked a worse time to be mistaken for them. Again, this looks so much like Daniel's lab. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they could just shoot this in the prop room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How do you know this isn't Daniel's lab? Slightly redressed. Nope. <laughs> and by nope, she means nothing worth stealing. It's possible other pieces we found are stored there. Lead the way. Oh, that's not good. When politics gets involved, I don't think uh, Joshua is ever going to be playing an action hero. Uh, no, that's not really his typecast. It's like, uh, is it Lance Riddick? Lance Riddick? Lieutenant Broyles from Fringe. Yeah. He always plays this sort of senior cop guy, even going back to the wire. He was a concierge in the Keanu Reeves movie I watched last week. What? Yeah. <laughs> no. A threatening one. It's like you're never going to see Adam Baldwin as college professor. 
You hardly spoke to him all night. I didn't think you were interested in him more. Why do you always do this? Why must you always try to take everything that is mine and try to make it your own? He was hardly yours. I hate you! Oh, <laughs> catfight. What the hell are you doing? Stop it! Yeah, this is a scene you mentioned, wasn't it? <laughs> what the? I'm willing to explain this way as the after effects was a thing that I hit him with. Shut up! You're hostages. This is like a, a life and death situation here. Start acting like it. Oh, please. You're not rebels. We're not deaf, you know. Everyone in this room knows it. <laughs> that doesn't Good point. You're hostages. We're your, we're your captors. We're heavily armed. There's, a, there's rules. There's a whole school of etiquette to this. This scene I remember. <laughs> there's rules. <laughs> I know I off the last couple of episodes I said I don't remember this at all, but that scene I definitely remember. Possibly because it was so incredibly out of character for Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, Verena, uh, was played by Daniel Tremonet, Heron, the, the bloke in the middle, Brent O'Connor, and Silvana is played by Hayley Beauchamp. She's also been in SG-1 and SGU. SG-1, oh, yes, you're watching the episode <laughs> yes, she was in in SG-1. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've seen that before. No, it's a gold with a bomb. For the record, that's what I thought it was. Yes, I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's exactly the same prop. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They didn't really have to create any new props for this. Yeah, just had to dig them out of storage. Yeah. Yes, we can. Yes. It's glass, isn't it? Probably. I mean, at least these days, a lot of shows do keep hold of the props. And worst case scenario, they sell them off as opposed to destroying them. Well, not to worry. You happen to be standing next to one of the best thieves in two galaxies. Huh? No, not him. <laughs> so, if anyone can get this bomb out with no security card, it is me. Watch and learn, boys. Removal of treasure from a sealed glass enclosure. It's always fun to see Vala get to yeah. use her uh, criminal skill set to good yeah. purpose. The first little device she pulls out of a backpack, you go, you what? You're carrying that with you. When circuit proves inaccessible, go to step two. Cut a treasure-sized hole in the glass. I mean, look. Yeah. I actually could believe the hairdryer she took out the backpack in the quest. One must always be prepared to liberate treasure. <laughs> She's got two of them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of time compression going on. Step three. Examine the base of the object for pressure switch. When found, bypass it. And normally, if you cut circuit, it goes off. Yes, that's the whole point of a pressure switch. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Nearly lost your hands there. All right. Removal of treasure from a sealed metal enclosure. Oh. That makes you wonder why, when the security were tripped, those bars didn't come down automatically. Yep. If you're going to seal the building, you might as well seal all the display cases as well. Yeah, I mean, if the ostensibly that alarm is for theft, so you'd want to seal off everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's impressed. Any male with a heartbeat and a penis is impressed by Lala. <laughs> now. Guys, low caliber bullet. Kevlar vest. Worth the risk. Yeah. Well, but that means that oh, look, he's a... That, as that is, they don't trust her with a handgun as well. <laughs> yeah, you're the good guy, remember? Well, don't just stand there, Cicero. Huh? Pick them up. Oh, right. Keep up with it. I'm saving you, come on. Yeah, I want to be saved. I'm having fun. Come stand over here. Thanks. They uh, tried to make me get them a key card. Yeah, I heard. Toss over your communicator. Okay, relax. You got us. You're in control. That's right. I am. I'm taking notes. There's another book here that nobody will read. 
but it will get published, even if I have to do it on Amazon. Oh, dear. You press the big button to talk. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> How to manipulate the, uh, well, not the hostage, but <laughs> the hostage taker. The hostage taker, yeah. This is not Cameron's first radio. <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking, I have your two friends. Let the hostages go, or I'm going to kill them. <laughs> Four little barrels there. Excuse me? <laughs> Rebel scum. <laughs> have them at gunpoint. If you don't let the rest of the hostages go, I'm going to kill them. I'm expecting someone to say boring conversation anyway at some point. Who I am is of no importance. Oh, <laughs> I disagree. They don't no. seem overly threatened, do they? Uh, Daniel's having one of them days. Jax. Mitchell, what's going on? Well, we've got ourselves a bit of a John McClane here. What? What are you talking about? Die Hard. Uh-huh. Die Hard reference. Thank you, Dale. <laughs> I don't believe Daniel wouldn't have seen it. No, actually, I, I completely believe that. Yeah, you can just see Dilk and Jack on a nice Sunday evening. You know, no Star Wars tonight, and we're going to watch Die Hard. Marathoning Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, both of them at that point. I don't think three was out yet. I've got proof that I've got them. I'll let the hostages go. Uh, no. What? He means business. You heard me, right? I'm, I'm going to kill them. Yeah, but if we let the hostages go, we're all dead, so... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't just say yeah, no. I hadn't, hadn't thought about that part. Okay. Brain spinning up. What is he missing? That's it. They're keeping us talking, keeping me distracted. They must know where we are. They probably sent someone to come rescue them already. Really? Yeah. I just gotta stay one step ahead of them. You any good with a gun? I've never fired one. Uh, at least you're pointing it in the right direction. Of course not. Is it me, or does his uniform look a bit like the uh, the SGA? Uh, yeah, it Yes, it does. Wardrobe are obviously desperate for ideas. Quick, just grab something, we'll modify it. <laughs> I'll get the drop on them, as they say. Seems like the smart thing to do. Yeah. All right, if those two try anything, shoot them. Of course, yeah. It was this episode when they were notified that the show had been officially cancelled. Mm. Uh, Maybe that's why it ran long. <laughs> well, and that kind of explains why the Ori storyline just kind of... Stop. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to Arc of Truth. Did get wrapped up rather quickly. I think they did know they were making the movie at that point, but... And it's often been said, the one season when they thought they were going to get picked up, they finally got cancelled. Right. Yeah, I'm sure he does, but we can't have him running around out there. We'll be right back. Can I do anything? No, we got it covered. Just stay here. Yeah, the reason Amanda isn't in this episode, she's off on Atlantis doing uh, McKay and Mrs. Miller. Oh, that's a great okay. episode. Yeah, well, the Pegasus Galaxy is a big trip to comfort to film one episode. <laughs> Disarm, rebel dogs. Uh, uh, excuse me. Behind you. <laughs> he left himself wide open from behind. That was a mistake. Sneaky, aren't they? And that was a mistake. One of the hostages is a nurse. She was able to stabilize the wounded guard. Oh, finally, some good news. It's an ankle shot. It's unlikely to hit Major Artery. Well, he was shot in the leg. These men, in fact, are not rebels, but common thieves. Now, if we rise up against them... <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's off again. Oh. <laughs> I said more than one's that. 
please remain calm as we attempt to rectify this most unfortunate circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I'll sit right here. Especially scarier. Deals complete. Yeah. Tom is like, oh dear. And that was almost Shakespearean. I mean, that, that was poetic for Teal'c. Yeah. He's fine. Probably just went to the bathroom or something. Probably selling your lies to someone else. Filthy rebel scum. <laughs> Filthy rebel scum. There we go. I mean, the driving is paranoia by not explaining everything. He's just filling in the blanks with his own little worldview. Yeah. Hidden away in a place you'll never find. <laughs> his pocket. Hey, <laughs> No, 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 no. I can, hey. I can think of uh, worse things than uh, Vala sticking your hand in her trouser pocket. Vala's hand was down my pants pocket. I would not be saying no, 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 no. Enter your access code, please. That is a rare, priceless artifact. And if you think I'm just going to stand here and let you steal it, you're out of your minds. <laughs> Good lad. I'll never tell. It is not a rare and priceless artifact. It's a bomb. Now, we don't want to hurt anyone, but we need its power source to get home. And the sooner we do that, the sooner everyone can leave. So what do you say? You'll have to kill me first. I admire his courage, but it is rather short-sighted when you get right down to it. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? I'm activating it. Why? Why, why would you do that? Well, if we can't have this device, we have no reason to live. Agreed. <laughs> it's been sitting there for years. It's never gone off yet. I mean, anyone within a few miles will probably be incinerated. Maybe more. And all because he wouldn't give us the code. Shame. You're crazy. You ever meet a sane rebel? Well, you make a good point. Make your peace with your maker. <laughs> you have to hand it to him. He, he puts up a bold front, at least. Yeah, he's, he's not a coward. I mean, that supports his own, you know, his his own ego. Yeah. He would die for what he believes in. He just couldn't accomplish anything by it. You made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> it was really the only choice he could make. That's interesting. What? Well, I'm not sure I can turn this off. You actually turned it on? Yes. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? The lights wouldn't flash unless I turned it on. There wasn't a test sequence. We did. You needed to fool him. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does he know? He wouldn't have been able to tell the difference, Bala. Um, actually, I probably would have. It would have been amusing if he did have on his logbook outside the display yeah. case with the big wooden box. I think it's a bomb. That's the point. We are rebels, you know, it's what we do. What's the countdown clock set to? Um... An hour, give or take. Doesn't he have to swipe the card again? I mean, surely there's a time. Uh, let's not worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll kill you and nick everything. Uh-oh. It's not that big a deal. Oh, really? Once we interface it with the gate, establishing a secure connection should completely defeat its power source, which would mean it won't explode. We now have less than 50, give or take a few minutes, to get that done. Maybe more. Count on less. I'm not happy about the little beeps it yeah. makes. It's not very imposing. At least it's a stable bomb. Not exactly like a bundle of C4 or anything. <laughs> Cicero is out. <laughs> Freedom. Has Cicero been playing them all along? Is Cicero actually yeah. a rebel? Saying everything to everybody that they want to hear. 
That would be interesting if he was a rebel. Mm. <laughs> I didn't see you at any of the rebel meetings. Yeah. Are you going BSG two thousand? I was going to take hostages, but you guys showed up first. So. You ruined my plan. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to go. He what? He left. He just left. Why would he do that? Ha. Looks like he slipped right through your fingers. He was working with us, you idiot. How do you think we got our guns back? It's so sad that you feel the need to lie to me. <laughs> what the hell does this girl think he's doing? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Quarters again. I don't need this. I'm three days away from retirement. Too <laughs> old for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They aren't rebels. They don't know anything about our world. Their demands would prove otherwise, Cicero. I told them what to say. I told them what to demand. You did what? All they need is time. <laughs> Shocked at expressions on the faces. Stuck here, they'll send help. They're friends. Others are on the way. Yes, they just needed to stall a bit, so I told them what to say. I know, it maybe wasn't the best thing to do, but a chance for us to actually communicate with beings from another world? Think about what you're saying, mate. Yeah. <laughs> You're digging a very deep hole here. Yes, I see a federal cell in your future. <laughs> no, I see a non-federal facility in a line, but not officially allied country. Oh yes, a black site, you might say. You've been watching the Blacklist, Hunter? I've uh, not, no. Maybe. I'm a huge James Bader fan, though. There's a 70% chance that if we dial manually, we'll be able to establish a connection, and a 50% chance that the bomb will just go off. That's 120%. Yeah. <laughs> There's a grey area. <laughs> Jackson, did you catch any of that? Yeah, 100% chance we should have brought someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, I heard. Daniel out. There's an overlap where the wormhole connects and it blows up. <laughs> well, I'm going to need your help dialing this thing. Okay. This one. Up the top. Big flashback to, uh, was it Tormentor Tantalus? Where they had to actually physically spin the gate. Yeah. Right. The good old days. Well, they usually have Teal doing it. Yes. We have to end this. Now. Yes. We're going to blow the whole museum up. Blame it on the rebels. Manually dialing without a THD shouldn't that create a lot of vibrations? The SGC's ability to dampen the vibrations of the gate was mentioned and then ignored for the rest of the series. So. Right. Now they generally have those big, like, shock absorbers. Yeah. Yeah. You can do a lot of things in a one-off movie which you cannot do in a series. Right. Well, and, you know, if you think about the Atlantis gate, it doesn't vibrate at all. No. If you don't... Much better. I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier. Consider that every gate in the Milky Way galaxy was probably placed and built by one ship. Right. Given the destiny. We don't know. That might have been a one-off. We are about to have company. Guys, we need to get out of here now. Just a little bit more. Wouldn't it be not advisable to... Yeah, stand in the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Move. Don't they have to uh, tap in the code to disable the iris? Give them time. They're not ready to actually uh, depart yet, are they? Yes, we've got plenty of time. I'm going to keep talking. Jill, Jackson, fall back to the gate. We have a connection. Timing. Okay, I want to thank you guys all for your patience today. I suggest you stay on the floor with your hands in your head until your police have figured out you're not the bad guy. You feel they're all bad jobs. 
There's hostages in there, so let's bring down a rain of broken glass. <laughs> I get the idea that you're not allowed to sue the government in this culture. Don't shoot the priceless artifacts. Run! <laughs> Heat running. Where'd they come from? Isn't that an enclosed room with one entrance and one exit? Right now? Uh, I don't know. We don't know that. They have the schematics, remember? Okay. The gate disconnects after two minutes. They came in through the employee entrance. <laughs> What was he? Only about ten yards behind him, he used the radio. Couldn't he just called? Come here, Cicero. Oh my. Oh my. We never wanted to hurt anybody, we just want to go home. Okay, and that ring is how we do that. We just want to go home. Please just let us leave. All we have to do is walk through that. Once we're gone, it will shut down and no one will be harmed, I promise. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Isn't this the end of E.T.? Yeah. Look, we all know what you're going through. We... We've all been there. That's it. If they ever release Stargate SG-1 on Blu-ray and it's remastered, all the guns will turn into walkie-talkies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it will lose some of its drama, but the kids can watch it. <laughs> right. I'm afraid they might come to my world and kill me, and I'll be honest with you, there are worlds and races out there who do mean you and your people harm, but we're not one of them. Yes, there are. No, we're not. We're the good guys. It's fortunate that their gate address probably was off the map. Yeah. If you don't want us to, like, give them the address to your world... <laughs> But you do not want your first foray into interplanetary relations to be a violent one. Yes, we do. We know where your planet is, and we have starships. Well, one or two. We're a peaceful people. We just carry guns. But we do not take acts of aggression lying down. No, we take them standing up until you fill us full of holes, then we let you. Do we have a ship in the Milky Way right now? Odyssey. Okay. Haven't you already been chopping through our ships like that? We only had about four. Also, the Ori can produce ships, uh, apparently at much less cost and much faster than we can. We've had a 50% rate of attrition. Right. Well, the Russians lost theirs on its first mission, remember? Yeah, before Colonel Chekhov. Yeah, when we lost Chekhov. <laughs> also, the Ori can produce ships, apparently at much less cost and much faster than we can. It's not that. It costs us a percentage of labor force. No, oh, that's true. When you have devoted, fanatical slave labor, you know, it makes things faster. And they outfit them from the local Ikea, so... Yeah. <laughs> They're not really into high-tech furnishings. Ikea. Right. Okay, Ikea. Watch and be amazed. Which, to me, always sounds Japanese. It really does. Well, I'm assured by Swedish people that's how it's pronounced. Now, I didn't reckon much to the CGI puddle effect shot. We're so used to seeing the projection shots in the SEC. That's become kind of the norm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like in the last couple of seasons, <laughs> the title sequence and the CG on that is a little bit rough. Yeah. What? You are a hero, J.M. Saren, Night Guard, second class. I am? He is? 
Four rebels attacked a private function with several key counselors in attendance. But you foiled their plan. Oh, he likes this. Hey, Cicero, he's going to write a book and he's going to sell millions. <laughs> How'd you like that? You're going to cover this up? You can't do this. Oh, uh, yes, you can. <laughs> and you'll be quiet. Yes. And you'll like it. And you will support the official government story. Yeah. Or you'll lose your cushy museum job. I want to talk to the Viceroy. No, or they'll kill him. <laughs> we know where you live. Yeah, you live here. I'm a hero. Oh, <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> He's actually come out of this okay. Through no actions of his own. Yeah. He survived. That's all, all that mattered. Yeah. Events kind of transpired around him to make him the hero of the story. In spite of his actions, everything ended up well. They have undoubtedly buried the gate. So they just stuck their heads in the sand? Even after everything you told them? Maybe they figure they got their own issues to deal with before they start dealing with the ones out here, sir. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have that option, do we? Nope. No, we've got something much more important to be dealing with. Like the Ori. I know at this point they think they may have gotten rid of them, but still a hell of a lot of ships running about the galaxy shooting things. No way. And that was Bad Guys. You see, not a bad episode, really. I know people, a lot of people don't like it. It is a standalone. It doesn't fit in with the main season story arc. But taken as standalone piece of sci-fi, it's not bad. For a lot of the Ori arc episodes, it's a little fluffy. Yeah, but I think it actually helped serve to kind of lift the weight off a little bit from how dark the Ori are getting. Well, compare it to what was that episode where they started a, a civil war on that? Uh, oh yeah, that one. Icon was it? Really not the right oh, yeah. to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's the dark side of a first contact that went wrong. The one where they were playing the game, or they thought they were playing a game, but then I think an SGA there. Uh, oh, that's Andrew. right. Yeah. SG-1, where they went to a planet and kicked off a religious of a war. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Which decimated the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Then the Ori turned up. That's when they lost the Prometheus as well. Mm-hmm. That first contact really, really went down the dark path. There's a bit more light, light and fluffy, but still, we don't really know what happened. You know, did they bury the gate? I get the impression this sort of life expectancy is probably measured in minutes. If he's sensible, he'll play the game. Yeah, depending on what he says to who. Best case for Cicero... He toes the party line. They give him a small research project because mm-hmm. they know this is alien technology now. They're not just artifacts or antiques dug up from their past. This is alien technology. So somebody's got to really have a good look. He might as well do that. They turn him basically into Daniel in the original Stargate. Like, you're under an NDA, you're doing top-secret research, but you can't tell anybody about it. Everybody's happy. Right. Except as well. <laughs> Probably the most difficult bit they're going to have are the general hostages that weren't directly involved. Although, I suppose, being at that kind of gala function, the upper tier of their society, so they've got a vested interest in maintaining the status quo anyway. Right. Well, and also, as Fortis said at the end, nobody's going to believe you. We were taken (laughs) hostage by aliens. (laughs) Yes, in a few years. You remember that Citro, that crazy guy on the internet who was always going about alien invasions and whatnot? Whatever happened to him? What gives you the impression a society locked down? even has an internet. They would have something like that. I don't think they're necessarily a lockdown society. I think the U.S. government would handle something of that level the same way. You know, oh. it's, it's the unexpected. You know, you, it's not something you can necessarily just drop on the populace as, hey, we were visited by aliens. They took some hostages, but they didn't really mean it. 
they may or may not come back. Fascinating though this discussion is, Mike is in a hurry to be somewhere, so. <laughs> okay then, Peter DeLuise, who directed this episode, he eventually went on to direct 56 episodes of SG-1, 6 of Atlanta, 7 of Universe, and also did 4 of Sanctuary. Martin Garrow, the writer, he wrote 2 episodes of SG-1, 26 of Atlantis, and a single episode of SGU, plus 4 teleplays. Ben Browder, who uh, was credited with having one of the story ideas, he also wrote two episodes of Farscape, John Quixote and the excellent Green-Eyed Monster, which we did for a bonus episode over the holidays. Quixote was a good episode also. Yeah, a little bit of alcohol or something like that helps when you're watching that. True. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We had a little chatter on the Facebook group for last week's episode, The Game. Brad kicked it off with... Aha, great episode. Rodney and John are godlike in the nice high-tech version of many a popular civilization creation game. It's odd though, they say some of the planets were stagnant, while some had been wiped out by the wraith, while some others had seen their silence of their god as a sign to go off and do their own thing. And after 10,000 years, they had become technologically advanced. Do we not have gate addresses for these worlds? Or by technologically advanced, do they mean Egyptian or early industrial age? Seems like a great idea, but shelved after Lauren and Braddock go at it. Thanks guys, was a good one. Uh, yeah, it certainly was, and seemed like the writers chose not to explore the potential of some of these worlds and surveillance. And the satellites themselves, they could have been useful. Andrew Wonders, he replied, beauty of the episode is that it's the godlike alien sci-fi trope, with the humans as the godlike aliens, with a nice gamer twist to it. Brad replied also, when they didn't want to listen to the team to begin with, they should have returned to Atlantis and used the interface, then pulled the plug. You know, that's a good point. While they were compliant, made use of the power of the Oracle. Many thanks, Brad and Andrew, for the post. Appreciate it. A few Stargate birthdays over the next few days. On the 22nd, many happy returns of the day to Kelly Stewart, who appeared twice on SG-1 as Cassandra, and has recently had a recurring role on The 100. On the 23rd of March, it's the birthday of Jason Schombing who was Dr. Robert Rothman on three episodes of SG-1, and has been on Supernatural, Alice and Sanctuary. Michelle Harrison has her birthday on the 24th. She was in the SG-1 episode Absolute Power, and has recurring roles in both Continuum and The Flash. James McDaniel, who played General Francis Maynard in two episodes of SG-1, celebrates his birthday on the 25th, and on the 26th many happy returns of the day to Angelique Noir, who was in the Atlantis episode No Man's Land, and has been on Supernatural and Blood Ties. As we always say, we would love to hear what you think about the episode and both Stargate and our show, so don't be shy. It's been quite a while since we got an iTunes rating or review, so if you have a minute and use iTunes, then we would appreciate your input. If you do want to get in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, or via the old faithful email address, gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Google+, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, and all the links are on our website including the specific RSS feed that carries every episode we've released so far. That can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher. Right then, next week's episode of the Gatecast will be from Atlantis, The Ark. On the next Stargate Atlantis. Wait, I need to find out what's inside. I'm the same way with Christmas presents and pinatas. A rescue mission to save thousands of lives. This place was created to save the last of my people. There are over a thousand souls in this device. I cannot allow you to leave. Not until you ensure the safety of my people. He's fired the engines! The outer doors won't hold! Might cost the team one of their own. We're going to have to ride 
this one down. Next time on Stargate Atlantis. this point we don't have a guest so we'll see how that goes overall andrew thank you very much for joining us well thank you guys for having me on it was fun yeah you contributed <laughs> well you know i i, I try you try <laughs> due to the last minute rush wrapping the show up i forgot to get some contact information for andrew you can find him on twitter at andrew wonders and please check out his music over on soundcloud do a search for andrew wonders and of course the links will be in the show notes Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Like I say, next week's going to be the arc. Till then, though, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Andrew. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.